Food Heals Podcast, episode 198. 300,000 to a million animals a year suffer and die just for our cosmetic use. Bunnies, guinea pigs, rats, mice, having them ingest foreign chemicals to see their reaction, dousing their eyes with these chemicals or pouring the chemicals over their skin to see the reaction. It's just torturous and it's leading to this horrible industry. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to stop asking their boyfriends if they look fat and stressed. If you experience any of these symptoms, post a selfie to Instagram immediately. All right, welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody. And I'm Susie Hardy. Today is a beauty episode. Woo! I just sang and I never sing. You guys must know that I'm happy because I love talking about beauty and cosmetics. This one was so fun and makeup. I mean, it's like our guest, she is incredible. She's the founder of Axiology, a vegan and cruelty-free luxury, luxury lipstick line. And her passion for a vegan lifestyle crossed over into beauty. So she decided to create her favorite product, lipstick. That's my favorite product too, P.S., And she created in her kitchen. She used organic materials and she wanted to concoct a more sustainable cosmetic brand. She did. And Erica is actually a friend of mine. Um, I share production space with her in Bend, Oregon for my CBD fountain products. I knew it was meant to be when um, I was looking for a space and she told me she made a vegan lipstick line and, and I was like, oh, done. Okay. Where do I sign? So Erica's passion after 200 attempts, or it's been, I think, 200 recipes um, that she has gone through to get to her perfect lipstick concoction, her passion took Erica to Bali, where she studied the natural ingredients for the lipsticks before all of that, and she found sustainable packaging while she was there. That's amazing. And since today is our beauty episode, I have to tell Food Heals Nation about two beauty products I'm literally obsessed with. I think they've literally changed my face. Like, I can't make this up. I, I, I They have made me look younger. And no Botox, no bullshit. Neither of them are sponsors. I just think for beauty, we have to talk about them. The first is, it's called New Face, okay? It is this device and what I do is I put I, – I've heard, Yeah, I've heard of New Face. Yeah, you probably heard me talk about it because I'm obsessed. Okay. So it's like it comes with a cream, but I don't use their cream because I think it's got some toxic ingredients. So I use aloe vera gel. And I put aloe vera gel all over my forehead, and I just run this machine up and down my face, Okay. So it improves like facial contour and it reduces wrinkles. So I'll use this before I go out and it freezes my forehead like Botox. Okay. I'm not even, I can't even make this up. And you know, I'm never going to do Botox because I'm too too scared of the toxicity. I don't want that in my body. It's a neurotoxin, right? But I want to look like I had Botox because I'm a woman who wants to be beautiful. Straight talk, right? (laughs) I mean, do you feel the same? I do. I actually, um, years ago, I use a different one called New Skin. But I got it like four or five years ago. And I believe it's the same thing. Is it a, um, is it microcurrent that relaxes your muscles? Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. Okay. So new skin, new face, all new, 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 also been spelled (laughs) N-U, but they're, what is it? Oh, what's the name of it? It's, um, 
It's basically microcurrent, and they have larger versions of these in estheticians' offices. And this is these are at home skincare regimes that you can do, and they do help relax wrinkles. They absolutely work. It's a microcurrent. Speaking as a retired massage therapist, we are bioelectrical in our nervous system and in our muscles. That's how we are able to move. And this relaxes um, wrinkles are actually knots in your muscles, in your facial muscles. You use them the, the same way over and over and over again, and you're never smoothing them down as you age, they just get stuck. So this is basically smoothing them out. It's basically stretching them out back to relaxation. And that's how these work. And you need to put something on to um, buffer the little electrical pulses. Because if you don't, you can feel them. Um, Allie uses aloe, beneficial for the skin. But these devices really do help. They're not toxic. And that's the thing is like, I'm trying to do everything as naturally as I can. And so I learned about this from a place on Melrose. And Stacy is the owner. And basically, she only allows products in her store that are the most non-toxic, organic, and mostly vegan. And so I trust her. So when she tells me, use this device, it's going to change your life, I'm going to buy it. And it has. And look, I know you might see the price point and then you might think it's a little expensive, but like Susie said, if you went into an esthetician's office and you did this, it would be so much more. And yeah, their machines might be a little bit more advanced, but if I can do this at home and the machine might be, I think they range from like 200 to 400 or $500, depending on which model you get, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it lasts. And so why would I go? That's nothing compared. I could go one time and spend that much. And then they want you to come back every three weeks or something. So I, and they're not a sponsor. I'm just like, I, I really, really, it really changed my face because it, I have these like little lines on my forehead that literally will go away for 24 hours when I use it. And that's all I need. Like it's not permanent, but I can go out. And well, and if you continue to use it, if you use it two or three times a week, it relaxes it to the point where it gets used to that and it'll just stay like that more often. So, you know, if you stop using it, it's going to go back, but it's not toxic and it's easy. Yeah. And like she did say, like, use it every day to like keep the wrinkles away. But I don't use it every day because I'm lazy. <laughs> but when I use it, it lasts for 24 hours. So it's great. Good stuff. Yeah. So the other product that I'm obsessed with that is like changing my life is vitamin C serum. And you can get this at cheaper price points or you can get this at higher end price points. But vitamin C can change your face too. So I had sun damage, skin damage for so long because I was like a sun devil my whole life. My parents had a beach house. So I was always there laying out in the sun and it really took a toll on my face. And I didn't see the results of what I was doing as a teenager and in my twenties until I was like getting into late twenties and early thirties. And that's when it really showed up. There's nothing wrong with freckles. Freckles can be beautiful, but I had brown, dark spots on my face that weren't pretty freckles. They were brown, dark spots, especially around my eyes. Sunspots. Sunspots, exactly. And I remember my mom had them too. So I think that they're partly genetic and then partly like lifestyle. So I was bringing them out in my skin because of my lifestyle choices, which was deciding to be a sun worshiper, which I don't do now. I am like a 100%. I'm under a hat. Like I have my, you know, sunscreen on my face, non-toxic products, of course, but um, I don't let my face hit the sun as much as possible. When I go running, I'm in a hat. When I'm at a pool, I'm in a hat. That's just how I roll now. But I was covered in brown sunspots and now I'm not. People would have no idea how bad my sun damage was. And that is because of vitamin C serum and religiously. And that is because vitamin C is an antioxidant and helps your skin heal itself. Yeah. And it literally reduces the appearance of the brown spots to the point where they're gone. I still have one tiny one that I'm working on, but this has been, you know, in six months, 
applying vitamin C to one spot. I was just testing it out because it was like an expensive thing. And I was like, I'm going to make this last because this was $80. And it lasted like, I think almost, I think over six months. And the sunspot was completely gone. And now I'm working on another the other side because I'm like, oh, wow, this, this really worked. And don't forget, Food Heals Nation, also take your vitamin C internally. It's important to treat from the outside, but it's also just as important to treat from the inside. And so if you think so, if, if Ali is convincing you that vitamin C on top of topically on, on your face is beneficial, which it is, it totally is. It's also probably even more so when taken internally. So if you don't get enough in your diet, take supplements, make sure it's a natural form of vitamin C. They're cheap. Um, it's ascorbic acid or, you know, there's various brands that we're not picking a particular brand, but vitamin C, I think my, that kept my grandfather healthy until the age of 99. He was a huge fan of vitamin C and he had no wrinkles because he took, he overdosed on vitamin C, but really you pee it out. Um, it's a water soluble vitamin. So it's just good. Just good for you. Yeah. I love the story of your grandfather. I always think about that too. Cause I remember you telling that story when we started the podcast and I think that's when I started becoming obsessed with vitamin C. And so I take it internally every day. Thank you for bringing that up. It's, it's the vitamin that is used by so many systems in your body and you need to get it we don't make our own, like dogs make their own vitamin C from their diet. We cannot. There's certain vitamins that we do create and, and there's other things we need to get from our diet or from the sun, like we get vitamin D from the sun. So I'm, a, I'm kind of on the, I'm on a different side of the fence than you. I have always been a sun worshiper and I still kind of am, but I also do see the effects of it. And so I kind of temper it, but I'm not as religiously crazy about staying out of the sun because you get, you need vitamin D. So kind of half and half. And if, if to me, it feels good. So well, I love the sun. Please don't get me wrong. I just cover my face because I've seen the, the effects that it had on my face, but my arms and legs will get tan as hell. Don't you worry. When we're in Italy, and you're more fair than I am. Yeah. yeah. When we're in, I will have a tan. Don't you worry. I'm not going to stay out of the sun. I want the sun. I want the vitamin D. I think laying in the sun is so relaxing. It's meditative. Yeah. Feels good. It does. So vitamin C, whether you take it orally or you put it on your face, try to do both. It promotes collagen production. So that's really good for the outward appearance. It protects skin from sun damage, as we've been talking about. It spe speeds up healing and recovering of sunburns. If you get a sunburn, it keeps your skin just looking younger and it reduces inflammation inside the body. And so we always talk about how inflammation is the starting start of disease. And so we always want to be anti-inflammatory when it comes to our diets and things like that. And so if we're eating an anti-inflammatory diet, one thing that can benefit that is taking vitamin C internally and it'll help us not get sick as often. That's right. All right, moving on. We got a Facebook message and Tina was asking if we had a health and beauty guide out. So today consider this your health and beauty guide because we're going to talk about all our favorite things. Of course, Axiology by Erica is now one of our new favorites for beautiful lipstick. We don't have a health and beauty guide out right now. We probably should, but I just told her download our 2017 holiday gift guide because a lot of our favorite products are in there. A lot of them have discount codes. Um, remember that the only one that's different now is Global Healing Center. You have to use Food Heals 17, and that's you know my favorite store where I get absolutely everything. Um, but they don't have makeup, so that's where I get a lot of my supplements and things like that. But yeah, you can download it. Just go to foodhealsnation.com in the right-hand corner. You can click on gift guide. It'll take you to the download page. I know it's not the holidays anymore, but 
the discount codes are still valid. So feel free to download that. We'll, we'll come out with a guide. We just don't have one right now. <laughs> it's in the works. It's in the works. And if you uh, haven't heard about it yet, we're going to Italy. So <laughs> go to foodhealsnation.com, click on Italy. If you want more information to join us, we're going to have a phenomenal time. It's a girl's trip, vegan-based. Leslie Durso is going to be there and teach us how to cook in the amazing villa that we have on the Amalfi Coast, one of my favorite, it's one of my top places in the world. It is stunningly gorgeous if you've never been. And if you like listening to us talk, come join us because that's what we'll be doing, talking and drinking wine and eating. (laughs) I was about to say that. You took the words right out of my mouth. We'll be talking, drinking wine, eating vegan food. And I just can't wait. It's going to be the best food ever. And the funny thing is, is that when people go to Italy, it's not a weight loss retreat, you guys. But when people go to Italy, they automatically lose weight because the quality of the food is so much higher than the U.S. And the portions are smaller and it's more expensive. So if you don't, <laughs> so if you don't want to be ordering double portions to equivocate, you know, to what Americans eat, we eat way too much. Better quality, smaller portions, and you feel healthy. You feel yes, better. But I will say all the food is included in the price. So remember that, except for lunch, because we might be just like walking around and you want to grab something. But dinners and breakfasts are all included. All the five-star restaurants we're going to, all of the food that Leslie Durso, the vegan chef, is going to cook for us is included in the price. So don't worry about that. It's going to be incredible. Hope you join us. It's going to be incredible. Come join us. We only have a few spots left www.foodhealsnation.com slash Italy. Next up, our interview with Erica. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. Erica believes and is proof that businesses can align themselves with values that can change the world. Welcome, my friend, Erica. Welcome, Erica. Thank you so much for having me. We're so glad that you could be joining us. So I have to give Food Heals Nation a little backstory. I met Erica back in the summer because I was looking to rent space for my new company, CBD Fountain, up here in Bend, Oregon. And Erica was the post that I responded to. She had this amazing vegan lipstick company and she had extra office spaces that she was renting out. And I signed up and I've known her since then. And I invited her to be on the show because you know, there's just such a lack of vegan cosmetics out there that are organic and care about our environmental impact. And so I said, Erica, you got to be on the show. So here she is. So Erica, why don't you give us a little bit of your backstory about who you are and what you do? Sure. So Axiology came about in my early 20s. I am now 30. So around that time, I was living in New York City And I've had actually been using the same mascara since I was 12 years old. (laughs) And um, one day I just peeked at the... Wait, not the same tube, right? Just the same brand? No, the same brand. Okay. Um, (laughs) I was like, that's really old. (laughs) Which one would have lasted that long? None of them. Okay, just checking. Please continue. (laughs) Same brand since I was 12 years old. And I started reading the back of the box, which surprisingly I had never done before. And I realized that I couldn't understand or read or pronounce any of the ingredients on the back of that box, which was my first realization that led me to axiology. After that, I started truly delving really deep into ingredients and what they were, how they were made. And upon that, I also discovered that animal testing is not a thing of the past, but is actually still in existence today, which horrified me. That was the big 
one for me. I have been a vegan for a long time. I stopped eating meat when I was 11 years old. So I've always been super conscious of animals and animal welfare. So when I discovered that, it was a huge turning point for me. And so I promised myself that I was only going to purchase products especially cosmetics that were natural and were vegan and cruelty-free. And surprisingly enough, it was super hard because everything contains beeswax, a lot of things, and we can get into all those ingredients later, but everything that I was finding that was both natural and vegan were either, um, you know, they just weren't cool. They weren't hip for someone of my age group living in New York and being in my early 20s. I didn't feel like any of the marketing messages were for me. I didn't think any of the performances were great in terms of like how it felt on my face or my lips. So that was when axiology began. This is the most beautiful message. I am absolutely with you. I feel like my evolution of thought was very similar. And as Susie knows, I have a beagle and I've had her now for almost 14 years. She's kind of a senior citizen. And what I learned through learning about holistic health and my evolution of turning towards a vegan diet was that beagles are one of the most tested on breeds of dogs. And that broke my heart. And it's because they're small, they're passive, they can be submissive. Now, it's actually interesting to me because I'm actually like, Charlotte is so smart. She's such an escape artist. She's so brilliant. I'm surprised that they test on beagles, but they do. And that made me sick to my stomach. And that was one of the things that propelled me into like the natural health movement, to changing my cosmetics, to changing all of the things that I'm putting on my body and ingesting into my body, whether it was food or lotions or makeup and all of that stuff. So I love, 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 love your mission. I'm so glad Susie met you. It's ironic because today, as of the day we're recording this, someone posted in our group, and said, I would love to hear about some of the safe, non-tested on animal makeup and cruelty-free lines that you guys use. And I don't have a lipstick line that I could recommend. So please, this is your shameless self-promotion time. (laughs) Tell us about the lipstick, which thank you for sending me a sample. Susie gave it to me. Yeah, we usually save this till the end, but let's do it now. (laughs) Let's do it at both places. just got this question. So it has to be answered because I'm going to answer her today. And I'm going to say the podcast is coming up. Yes. So our brand axiology is like I said, it's natural. I have to say it is the least amount of ingredients that you'll find in the entire cosmetic sphere. We only have 10 ingredients in our lipsticks. So you can literally count the number of ingredients on two hands. Most beauty brands have upwards of 23 ingredients in their deck. So we have very little ingredients. Everything you can read, you can understand. Most things you probably have in your kitchen or in your bathroom, coconut oil, avocado oil, things like that. And like I said, we're vegan and we're cruelty-free. We have so many ranges of color. We have lipsticks and lip crayons with just fun colors as well, which was something that I was really wanting to create with the line because another thing that I found when I was searching for natural vegan products was that all of them had the same color stories. They all had, you know, the brown the red and the mauve pink. And I just wanted to do something fun. I wanted to give women 
the opportunity to explore and to be creative and to wear purple lipstick and wear a black lipstick or a blue lipstick and still know that they're putting something on their body that's healthy for them. Well, we all want to be beautiful, right? And it's like, at what cost? So we're putting these makeup brands on our body. Let's say they're from CVS or something like that. And they may be full of toxic ingredients and they make me pretty for the day, but the long lasting effects of these toxins being ingested on my skin, the largest organ and into our bloodstream can actually be catastrophic over time. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Like what are some of the toxic ingredients in skincare lines that we need to absolutely avoid? And you know, what's in your product that's good for us, whether it's coconut oil, like you said, and things like that. Yeah. So everything in our products, like I said, you probably already have familiarity with. It's coconut oil, avocado oil, avocado butter, grapeseed oil, candelilla wax, which is our vegan alternative to beeswax, sweet orange essential oil, as opposed to fragrance, which I'm sure people understand that fragrance is is not very safe. It's usually a mix of thousands of chemicals and it's considered a trade secret. Yeah. And this isn't the first time we're hearing this, like, right, Susie, like this is exactly what we were talking about with Cameron and Andrea, where fragrance and there are certain like buzzwords that sound, well, whatever, mineral oil, I think was one, right? Where it just means nothing. It means this can be so many things that can be so toxic. Exactly. Uh, We don't use any preservatives. So we have natural preservatives. We use elderberry extract and neem oil, again, which is super natural. Our colorants are all earth pigments. So I mean, again, it's it's just amazing how you can pick up the back of our box and, and truly know what is going on your lips. I really appreciate that. And um, for those who may not know, because I used to have this as a myth in my head as well, that when I first heard about testing cosmetics on animals, I just literally pictured them putting lipstick on a pig. Okay. I'm sorry. That's such a really good visual. I have changed. But like for anyone who may think that, whether it's someone listening or that's their husbands or friends or I was like, what's so wrong with it? Because I'm a curious person. And if I don't know better, I want to know better. And luckily now I do. But I always try to think of myself before I was as aware as I am now about food and health and nutrition and diet and um, toxins, all this stuff. So I always try to think of what, what would my questions be when I was younger and just exploring. And so that's just my question. Like, what does the animal testing actually mean? And why is it so detrimental? And why should we choose products that are never tested on animals? Yeah. So I believe the latest numbers was maybe 300,000 to a million animals a year suffer and die just for our cosmetic use, which is completely unnecessary. We have disgusting and horrible. Yes. Um, So these animals live lives of torture. Like you said, it's not just simply like putting lipstick on a pig. It's skin and eye irritation and body irritation. So that means making the animal, which in the cosmetic industry, it's bunnies, guinea pigs, rats, mice, having them ingest foreign chemicals to see their reaction. 
uh, dousing their eyes with these chemicals or pouring the chemicals over their skin to see the reaction. They're not given any pain relief. They're living lives, like I said, of, of isolation, not seeing the sun, just in these tiny cages. The worst part about it is that it's not necessary. We have a database of, I believe it's over 7,000 ingredients that have been deemed safe for humans to be used in cosmetics. But if companies choose to use a new ingredient, then it has to be proven safe. And unfortunately, animals get the brunt of that. So it's just not necessary. I mean, with where we are with science, I mean, we can actually imitate human skin and see, you know, what the the causes of these new chemicals are on these cells that imitate human skin. So it's just torturous and it's leading to this horrible industry. And what about China? Let's talk about China a little bit because when I was researching for my body lotion, for my CBD fountain body lotion, um, I was learning a lot about what it means to to put cruelty-free on your packaging and then a little bit more about what goes on. And I learned that even when I was just looking for my own cosmetics, because there are more now than there were even five years ago that are cruelty-free, even like we, when you go into Sephora, right? And I, and I ask staff and I do my own research anyway, but I learned that like even companies that maybe would follow the, you know, there is more of a trend, more women are speaking out about not wanting anything tested on animals, about stopping this horrific practice, that if they test, I'm sorry, if they sell in China, China demands no matter how, no, even if you have ingredients that are in on your label that have already been tested, it doesn't matter. China demands that you continue to test regardless. Of course. Um, yeah, we get requests all the time to sell our products in China. And unfortunately, that's just, I mean, not unfortunately, but that's something that we, our ethics come first. That's always been key to our brand. That's that's the philosophy behind our brand is that we're an ethical company. So there's no amount of money that's going to convince me to have our products tested on animals. So in some ways, you know, we're moving forward. The EU has banned animal testing. Other places like India has banned animal testing. But places like China still require it for you to be able to sell in their marketplace in the Chinese territory. So it's horrible. It's horrible. It is amazing, though, how we as consumers have so much of a voice. Like with, I believe, Gucci is was the first fashion company recently to ban fur. And now all of these other huge fashion lines are banning fur, which historically fur has been a big parts of their fashion lines. And so same thing with cosmetics. I mean, companies that test on animals, if their consumers just said, no, we're not going to purchase your products due to animal testing. I mean, they obviously want to sell a product. So they're going to change their ways and start, you know, making products that are cruelty-free and vegan if their customers are demanding it and using their voice and using their, their dollars. And I just want to add that Versace went vegan in March. 
So uh, that is very exciting. I don't know if everyone is watching the Versace narrative series right now that's going on about his murder. It's very, very interesting. But of course, it's stirring up a lot of when you hear about these things in the media and you watch a documentary, literally people go out and buy whatever it is they're talking about. It's reviving Versace's brand just to have a series about his murder. And literally, they just went 100% for free. And so if brands like Versace are leading the charge for this, then other brands will follow. Eric, I have a question. So um, tell us about your packaging and the ladies from Bali. I want to I want to talk about that. Perfect. Yeah. So when I started Axiology, I started in my kitchen in Brooklyn and it actually took me over 200 formulations to come up with the product that is now for sale in the marketplace. And while formulating that, obviously, it was very time intensive and energy intensive. And I needed a way where I could focus 100% on the business. So I started doing research um, for places that I could live that was affordable and that would also put me into connection with other entrepreneurs and people who are already doing what I wanted to do. And I found Bali. It's actually a a big entrepreneurial hub. There's a lot of what they call digital nomads who move there. There's a giant co-working space that really fosters entrepreneurship and also much lower cost of living than Brooklyn, New York. So I packed up my things and I moved there. And while I was there, I first off started smelling the trash that was burning um, almost every other day. And I didn't know that that scent was actually burning trash. And then when I would go to the beach, I would also see a lot of trash on the shore of the beach. So these were two discoveries that really hurt my heart. And then just the way the universe works. One day I was walking through the village and I found this paper company. It was a cute little storefront and uh, I walked in and I, I noticed all this beautiful paper and I asked, you know, what the story was, how this was made. And actually that these women have been trying to end the trash problem on the island of Bali for 25 years. So they've been hand collecting used paper from around the island and recycling it by hand, boiling it, laying it out in the center to dry and creating paper. So, of course, I wanted to find a way to work with them because I felt like it was just important to me to support the environment and also support women in a developing country. So it's still the same process as they've been doing for 25 years, still hand recycled, still run by women, all women in the factory. So that is where our boxes are made. They come from Bali. And they are beautiful. Thank you. I love them. And I love that that has a backstory. Like most companies, packaging does not have, you know, unique packaging story from another land and involving also cleaning up the environment and and reusing and recycling. So that's great. Yeah. Think about how rare this is right now. The, Susie, the fact that you and I are able to talk to the founder of a makeup company, right? A lipstick company. Whereas if it were a larger brand, 
We're never going to be able to talk to the founder because it's become such a large business. They are so far removed. And usually in most cases, their practices are not ethical, organic, vegan, you know, all of that good stuff. And so this is such an amazing opportunity to talk to someone who is doing this ethically sourced vegan and cares about the amount of toxins that are going into our bodies, which should be very close to zero, which obviously is never going to be the case, but where can we mitigate it? We've got to start somewhere and it has to be with our self-care products, right? And so that's what Erica's on the forefront of. And so Erica, your ingredients are vegan, which I very, very much appreciate because there are so many really good um, personal care products that actually contain you know, ingredients that I can't personally use, even if they're really clean, except for that. So what is the inspiration behind vegan ingredients and why is that important? Um, So people mix up the terms cruelty-free and vegan pretty often, but they actually both have different meanings. So cruelty-free means that no animals were tested on, whether that's in the final product or in the ingredients, the raw materials. And then vegan just means that there are no animal derived ingredients or animal byproducts in the final product. So we are both, we are vegan and cruelty free. And it is the same reason that we have such a strong stance on the cruelty free act. Veganism is just as important to us as being cruelty free just by the fact that we want to make sure that no animals were harmed in the creation of our lipsticks or any of our makeup products. So there are a lot of ingredients still on the market that are not vegan. So that includes lanolin, which is sheep's. It basically can be summed up as being sheep's sweat, which is actually just a byproduct of the meat industry, which we do not support. There's ingredients such as squalene, which is shark's liver. There's obviously beeswax, which can be cruel to bees. So any product that has been associated with animal cruelty in any way, we do not add to our products and never will. Basically, it's all products coming from plants or maybe minerals, right? But like anything, yeah. You don't want to take bees' houses. You don't want to take sharks' livers. Sheep sweat, that's disgusting. I always thought, they they make it sound like lanolin is from the wool. But if you've ever touched lanolin, it you're like, how do you get this from wool? It feels like a fat. It feels like something from their body. So if it's their sweat, that makes more sense. And that's gross. Yeah, and it's just, again, it's just, it's a byproduct from the meat industry, which we don't support. So, and also we are just very keen on making sure that even ingredients like palm oil, even though it doesn't come from an animal, it's still creating cruelty to animals because of the massive deforestation that is necessary in order to obtain palm oil. So, so that's- And this is specifically happening uh, for orangutans, right? Like it's happening in, in Indonesia and Malaysia and all of those areas, they slash and burn the forest, which is- Horrible for the air because it's releasing all of this carbon dioxide back into the air. I saw a documentary about this, but it's also getting rid of all of those. And then they put in palms that create this fatty oil, but it's getting rid of all the trees for the poor orangutans. It's getting rid of their, their habitat. Yeah, exactly. So we don't use palm oil for that reason. It is not easy to do. Let me tell you, there's over a hundred different synonyms for palm oil. So it's very easy for companies to hide it now that consumers 
are more educated and and are demanding no palm oil in their products. But, you know, unfortunately, companies can find a way to hide it with these synonyms. Palm oil can just sneak in. And so for our avocado butter, we have to see exactly. So avocado butter has to be made with some sort of oil and it'll say vegetable oil. And then we have to trace that back down to make sure that that vegetable oil doesn't contain palm oil. It's basically the cheapest ingredient, the cheapest oil on the market. So it's very easy to sneak into our products. So moral of the story, we're just trying to be really good and ethical with everything that we do. You know, we're a makeup company. We want you know, women to feel good. We want them to feel good, not only, you know, on the outside, but also just feel good with their purchases and know that, you know, that they, they can make a difference even with something as simple as lipstick. Our name axiology actually means the philosophy of ethics and aesthetics. So that is just tried and true to who we are. I really, really appreciate you talking about the distinction between cruelty-free and vegan because I did not used to know the distinction. So I would think that one meant the other. And it's the same with natural and organic, whether it's lotions or food. And so I think that I I really want to bring this conversation into the importance of reading your food labels, your lotion labels, your skincare product labels, all of that stuff. And there are apps that can help you kind of determine, is this safe? Is this not? There are ingredients that are on the X list, and then there are some that are not so bad. But can you talk a little bit about like, how can we mitigate the amount of toxicity that goes into our body from our foods, from our skincare products, etc.? Obviously, there are some things we cannot control, but for what we can control, how do you in your life mitigate the amount of toxicity that you ingest on a daily basis in order to live a healthier life? I have to be an active ingredient reader. I mean, that is really the only way that I have found for me. I mean, even at the grocery store, I'm reading every single ingredient deck. Um, I pay no attention to the calories, to, to any of that stuff. I just go straight for the ingredients just to make sure that I'm ingesting good things that I want to put in my body. And I do the same thing for cosmetics and for skincare and any sort of personal care products. And it is hard. It's not always easy. But like you said, there are apps that will help you. I mean, Environmental Working Group is great. You can just plug in the the ingredient and then it'll, it'll rate on the scale whether it's toxic or it's harmless for your body. You know, it takes a lot more time to be that dedicated, but that's really what you have to do. You have to educate yourself and you have to understand what you're putting in your body. All right. So ladies, this is a question for both of you and I will answer mine as well. But ironically today, before we recorded this podcast with you, I got a question. We got a question in our Facebook group which is if you're listening and you want to join foodhealsgroup.com about makeup that we wear. And so I'm going to read it out loud. It's from Lindsay. And Lindsay says, hi, tribe. I hope everyone is off to a great week. I recently ordered some products from 10 degrees cooler slash apothecary 90291, which is uh, from a recent interview that we did with Cameron and Andrea. 
So she says, I'm curious, what does everyone use for their makeup? I'd love to get a chemical free line. They can all be so misleading. Thanks in advance. So right now today, we know that we have to get our lipstick from Erica, but Susie and Erica, what cosmetic lines do you guys recommend that are vegan, cruelty-free, organic, and just good for our skin? RMS Beauty is wonderful. I basically use them for all of my, for my foundation, for luminizer, for eyeshadow. They're wonderful. Super clean, super natural. Bite Beauty is really good. So the way that I answered Lindsay's question today in the Facebook group, which I know it's later now because what we do is we record before we necessarily put the episode out. So you may have already read this, but in case you aren't in our Facebook group and you haven't read this, What I use on a regular basis is Juice Beauty. I use their organic sand. That's my color. They also have tan and and different colors for different skin tones, but that's kind of like the foundation and it just smooths everything out. It's really beautiful. It's cruelty-free. It's organic. I get it from a place on Melrose. If you live in LA, Stacy is the go-to person for if you live in LA and you want some cruelty-free organic vegan beauty products, you can just walk right in. It's called Green Line Beauty on Melrose and she can help you. I am not a makeup expert. I don't wear a lot of makeup, but what I do wear consistently and regularly is the Juice Beauty Organic Sand uh, Foundation. And then I wear Kat Von D eyeliner. And the reason that I wear Kat Von D eyeliner is because it is vegan and I don't wear eyeliner a lot, but it's the only thing that doesn't bleed. So if I wore a drugstore eyeliner or most brands that I've tried, I'll put it on and it'll look great for an hour, maybe two. But if I hit the dance floor or if anything, if it gets hot, if anything sweaty happens, that is coming down my face. I'm very teary. I'm very sweaty. Like a lot of it is coming down my cheeks and Kat Von D has never done that. And she's vegan. And so those are the two that I personally recommend because I use all the time. And I don't wear a lot of, I don't know about blush or other things. So if you guys have recommendations for that, I'd love to hear them as well. Yeah. So I I would actually recommend this store called Credo that you can get basically any makeup product that you want from there and feel completely safe that what you're purchasing is good for you. They have really, really strict standards. Before Axiology was able to get into that store, we had to sign all these documents stating that we didn't have certain ingredients in our products. So they do their due diligence in making sure that all of their products are safe. So it's called Credo, C-R-E-D-O, and they have storefronts in Um, major cities like Los Angeles, New York City, San Diego, but you can also just purchase online as well. And I have uh, some to add as well. So I love Too Faced products. You can find them in Sephora. They have the best mascara I've ever come across. It's called Better Than Sex Mascara, and it's cruelty-free and vegan. And then they have a ton of other fun products. And I just discovered it's a newer product called Peach Perfect Foundation. And it smells like peaches. It's delicious. I want to eat it. And it's amazing. It's really good. It's not too oily. And all of and actually, I can't say that all of their stuff because I'm looking at their site right now. 
to just to double check, but they have a whole list and a lot of products that are both vegan and cruelty free. And they have blush on there. Ali, you just asking about blush. So but they're my hands down my favorite. I've never found a mascara that's better than theirs. It's amazing. And it's it's called better than sex. How can you go wrong there? Susie, you never know. You're going to look so hot and all that organic makeup. I don't know if it's organic, but it's vegan and cruelty-free. I haven't checked that. All right, girls. This has been so much fun. Erica, shameless self-promotion time again. We gave it to you in the beginning. We're giving it to you again. Tell everyone where they can find you online. Buy your lipstick. Follow you on Instagram. So we are on axiologybeauty.com. A-X-I-O-L ogybeauty.com and we actually have a 15% off coupon code now if you go to the site it automatically pops up and that'll be for a limited time and you can also find us at credo which is the story that I just mentioned sephora.com as well I mean the fact that you're in sephora gives me so much hope that this movement is going mainstream and so I am so happy that you are there. I am so happy that you are in places that the average American or the average makeup consumer, I don't know what the right term is, goes to because Sephora is everywhere. And we're going to walk in and we're going to start saying, where is the cruelty-free makeup? And they will tell us. So I'm so happy for you. And thank you for your knowledge and wisdom. And thank you for creating something that we can all use. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate being on this podcast. You ladies are great. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately.